This podcast is not brought to you by anyone, just me in my car outside Woolworths in the darkness. And I just, I just first I thought I'd say I can't, I can't believe people listen to this. I know it sounds like fake modesty. Maybe it is a bit. <laughs> Fucking love myself. No, I don't know. I'm, re- I'm really glad that people um, are responding well to it because I've, I've been making it for a few months, or since October last year. Shit, a while. And um, and I, I love how there's no immediate feedback. It's kind of just throwing something into the void, and and there's no Instagram side scroll bar with this instant commentary and letters to the editor style this is good or this is shit or whatever it's just a a silent throwing it out there and and there's not really any space to hear what what's going on with this or if there's even if it's resonating or what if it if it is or it isn't I don't know but um yeah just just little comments here and there from people like you (laughs) who are who listen to this and 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 like it and that and that that to sound quaint that really delights me. That's like oh, oh my god, people listen to this and like it and and um yeah that 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 tickles me pink as they used to say in the seventies or the eighties. I'd hear my great aunt say, "Oh, I'm tickled pink, Darby." <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love that. It's, yeah, and there's probably about, uh, there's somewhere between 40 to 50 people who will listen to this regularly every week, and I think there's like 300 subscribers or something like that, which is crazy. Just even if one person listens to it, that's that's me, listen to my own shit, Darby. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm really, that makes me really happy. Thank you. Um, So... Anyway, I was just going to talk a bit about some of the shit I've been writing and this book called Um, which is kind of a self-help book for creatives. And I hate the word self-help and I hate the word creative. I don't really hate those words. They do that. They serve a purpose. They People know exactly what you're talking about straight away. But they feel a bit clumsy. But that's that's as close as I can get to describing this book and so far it's an e-book but I will make it into a print book um I've been there you go um I'm promoting it um unconsciously just through me just saying um here and there but uh I'll have to call the next one but uh um yeah I started by saying um is the fool's om and creativity is born somewhere between om and foolishness and I titled this book um, because I don't really know and also because the word itself gives birth to thoughts and ideas and this whole and the whole book was given birth by the portal of um. And I usually have to say about a hundred ums to get to arrive at one R. Uh. In a way the book sort of um it's sort of a breaking of the of the fourth wall where a lot of poetry can feel like it's at arm's length, but I'm often almost just like going, talking directly to you, but even more so because I've, I've tried to just leave pretty much the first draft of whatever blah, blah 
that I'm, I'm on about in. And yeah, now I've got a podcast called Blah and a book called Um. <laughs> I, wonder I wonder where this is all going. There's one idea in it that I, I, I like. It's called Don't Know Your Audience. Um, and it's someone said to me a year or two ago, she's, I'd posted something and she said, Darby, yep, you, you at least, at least know your audience. You've got to read the room. But I thought like I'd like, there's a bit of arrogance and maybe ego that came into it. And I thought, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to read the room or know my audience. I kind of feel, I felt like I, I, Almost, I don't want to know who I am as the audience as well. I just want to see see what happens and um, not feel like necessarily you have to have some kind of social responsibility to say certain things in a certain way. And of course, like my stuff, I want to. I don't want to willfully be a, a complete fuckwit, but at the same time, I. If as soon as I've got limitations, then I feel like I'm going to close half the door to imagination, and I'm only going to come up with probably not the whole idea. So sometimes I've just got to let the whole thing out, no matter how ugly or how shitty it it might seem or feel. I kind of feel like people can feel where something's coming from. I think in the context of a broader body of work, if something's just just completely um, just taken out and stripped bare of a single quote, then that's that's how people get into trouble these days, I guess. Which is it's a it's a shame. You just can quote someone on one thing and then you then you're fucked. Yeah, the idea of not don't know your audience, don't read the room. Otherwise, you're just you're just in this weird cultural echo chamber of feeding back the same old bullshit that everyone is safely saying all the time, and you're not going to get. I just, for me, I need to hear a single truth once a day just to feel sane. I think I've mentioned that before, and truth is really hard and it's really rare. I feel like these days, uh, to saying r- real stuff. Which sort of leads into another idea in it called be the gatekeeper of your own heart, that a poetry submission is just that. It's submissive poetry, an obedience, a compliance, a giving in, a shaping your heart to the powers of the day. And it says, so go where the government grants are not going, tell the stories that don't have a box to tick on a form, tell the truth that isn't funded by the establishment. And I guess that's why I like a poem in a book, not on social media because when a poem's on social media there's that scroll stuff that happens on the side and everyone will weigh in with an opinion which is which is beautiful too I love how there's a to and fro and there's a give and take and there's a that's 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 kind of beautiful but also sort of encourages a, a group to all sort of start to think the same sort of thing or if, if someone a whole lot of people will like something but not say anything about liking it but one person will feel the need to be vocal and say why they didn't like it or not necessarily in a in a positive critical way but in a my my opinion differs to yours therefore this is shit um 
And I, that's why I love a book of poetry in in the quietness of one's own room, in one's own hand. They get Someone gets to make up their own mind. They don't get to read the side scroll comments to choose an opinion that they have that they might want to take they have to form their own opinion in their own mind in the quiet of the book in the quiet of wherever they're reading it so thank god for the ancient technology of a of a paperback book where someone can make up their own mind in their own time their own individual thought without the without the um which opinion shall i select from the side scroll bar so currently this um book is just a an ebook and but I am going to make it into a, a physical book I've decided I'm trying to work out whether or not to make it all black and white or color like if I make it color I'm, I'm going to have to make it a bit more pricey but I kind of feel like the color um, it works it makes it it enhance enhances it because it starts off kind of black and white and then slowly moves through to colour and I like that little unconscious or subconscious touch or whatever you call it. And so, yeah, so far it's... There's a guy called Mark Trednick. He's he's a professor of English at Sydney Uni. I'm not sure if he's at Sydney Uni, but he's in New South Wales and he's got an AO after his title, which is which is pretty cool. Um, and he, re- he read it and he loved it, so he's going to give it a little push, on, which is amazing because I've actually mentioned him in the back uh, as, as someone who, one of my influences, because in the book I'm, I've sort of, I've got links to all the people who have inspired me, nature and places. I kind of feel like now I'm f- nearly 48, I began by being inspired by other people and slowly... I started to become more influenced by just geography and places and cat and dog spirits and less so by humans' words after a while. But these but these humans definitely influenced... I feel like a, a bad rip-off of, and an amalgam of all my um, human influences that it slowly turned into my own voice after a long time. But um, yeah, it's it's that's for me. That's a a small a, a little breakthrough for to have someone like him um, give it a sort of like one of my writing heroes give it a thumbs up. At the moment, of you can get it for half price. Uh, just because if you listen to this podcast by entering in the code all in caps. Bladida, so B-L-A-D-I-D-A, and you can get it for 50% off. At the moment, I've got it, it's at $10. I keep mucking around with the price because I'm trying to work out. I don't want to undersell it, but I don't want to make it inaccessible. And this is only the ebook at the moment, but the ebook's got a whole bunch of links in it to exercises and to uh, Wikipedia pages and, and places other places in it but I will make a print book so yeah don't don't bother getting the ebook if if you if you're keener on the print book or don't get either because <laughs> because pretty much everything that's in the book I've already mentioned across the these 30 or so podcasts so if you've listened to all this stuff it's nothing it's going to be not, not much new it's like probably 10% new stuff 90% 
I've already mentioned it in other podcasts, but it's kind of a distillation of everything. The the bits that I thought were had some sort of value all in one place. But anyway, um, oh shit, I've mentioned this book about twenty times so far. I've said about at least twenty ums. Okay, <laughs> see ya.